0: Yeah, in, the, in this podcast, you're going to play the role of the girl.
1: <laughs> Yay, a real girl. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> You oh. can I, take oh my off God. the skirt, right?
2: <laughs> I knew this having well, a podcast is awesome. <laughs> I awesome. When you're having a podcast, we get the ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is the AT Banter Podcast. A balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show.
2: Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Uh my name is Rob Minot Joining me today, Mister Steve Barclay. Howdy, Mister Ryan Flurry. Howdy, and a very special guest. Drum roll.
0: Okay, you guys suck. We 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 only have one dr- well, drumstick. It's, it's for the cowbell. <laughs> okay, here, here I'll do a, I'll do a cowbell solo.
2: Okay, that, that's 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 oh, close. close. That's enough. close. Right. Ryan, tell the people who we have on the line with us to help us with our new show.
1: Today's very special guest host is Maria Johnson, otherwise known as Girl Gone Blind. Woo! Yeah
3: Hey guys, hey, hey, hey. Wow. All I can say is more cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> how, how, how about some jingle sticks? <laughs> you got everything over there oh yeah, yeah showing
1: off See, guitar you... dungeon jingle sticks cowbell yep. okay, we have a girl on and everybody's just showing off that's <laughs> right pulling out all the stops
3: oh i can hear the testosterone from all the way in california <laughs> yeah. Trust, yeah. Me. trust me yeah uh, ah, well after... hey, I'm, I'm glad to be here guys thanks for asking me to be on with you and looking forward to Getting some banter on
2: with the boys. Uh, you shouldn't
1: be, but okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I already posted it on Facebook, so oh, let's, go with, let's on, go with and
1: it. And on Twitter, I saw your post yeah. yesterday. You that's mentioned right. it. right, let's, so, yeah. so let's
3: make it happen. Let's uh, make well, it hey, well, happen.
1: Before we get started, we should let people know uh,
2: what Maria's claim to fame is and, and a little bit about her blog.
1: Why don't we let Maria tell
3: us? okay okay I'll go I'll go (laughs) you go uh uh, yes as you said uh I am also known as girl gone blind I have a blog at www.girlgoneblind.com where I write about my unexpected life of losing my vision uh later in life and it's been around since 2014 and it has over 100 blog post entries on it currently and it has been, uh, it has been shared all over and it's kind of put, uh, me on the map, if you will. And I love doing it. Um, I just recently got back from speaking at a, a conference, foundation fighting blindness conference on emotional support and lifestyle support for visual, uh, people with visual impairments. I am off to a conference tomorrow morning. I'm leaving for Nashville at Oh dark 30 to go to another conference, mm-hmm. to do some presenting and moderating and, uh, Life is busy. Life is good. I'm and I'm here yeah, on absolutely. AT Banter.
0: <laughs> so you slipped a bit in the world. Of <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I'm crawling my way back. Definitely, definitely. It's it's a long way to the top. <laughs> We're
0: just here for contrast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm doing some great things in
2: and the Banter. podcast. <laughs>
3: well, I got to have my backup boys too. That's true, you know, for sure. So there you go. Uh,
2: well, tell us a little bit about this conference then that you were at the, uh, the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Yes,
3: it was great. It was great. Um, and to be honest, it was the first conference that I have presented out presented at, other than my own, which is the one I'm going to in Nashville, um, which I'll chat. I'll touch on that in a second. But um, I was uh, asked to apply to be a presenter or a speaker there at their conference, and I. Applied and and wrote a description, if you will, about supporting a loved one with an inherited retinal disease, which is basically, you know, vision loss support and, you know, be it emotional communication, um, the environment, things of that sort. And although I don't have an inherited retinal disease, you know, it's vision loss, just the same. So lo and behold, they accepted my application to present. And then I had about seven months of freaking out (laughs) because I had to actually come up with the full presentation. Um, I've written about this stuff, you know, time and time and time again, but to put it in a presentation, um, format was something I had not done, let alone present to a, a group of people that I've never had any contact with, um, you know, because I'm not uh, in an IRD. I'm not a member of Foundation Fighting Blindness, but, you know, I was willing to take the opportunity and see, you know, see what it could see what I could do. So I um, let me just say I totally nailed it, guys. I
1: crushed
0: (laughs) crushed
3: it and standing room only. I, I got laughs. I got some tears. I got hugs at the end. I got really, really good questions from people at the end. I had people kind of following me down the corridor of the hotel going, wait, 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 you know, and telling me they loved my session. And, you know, I was, I was humbled because I thought me, I mean, I just talked about what I know and from my experiences and shared what um, I think is good support for a loved one with, vision loss of any type so it was it was awesome guys it was a thrill I was surprised at how easy it was for me to do meaning that I wasn't as nervous and a hot mess as I thought I really would be and I am hoping that I can take it to the next level and do it more often so it was fantastic it it really really was
0: excellent FFB does some great work we've crossed trails with them bunches of times and uh um, they're they're uh, one of those organizations that you love to support because they they they've just got their fingers in so many different pies and so much research and mm-hmm. you know they spread the word about the research. They're they're a great group.
3: Yeah, I, I sat in some of the other sessions and you know um, I just went for the one day, the day that I was um, had my. Gig, and I listened to a few keynotes, um, talked to quite a few people with you know RP, a few folks with Star Guards, and you know just you know there's nothing like being in a group setting with a bunch of folks that are there all for the same reason, which is to fight blindness, if you will, but also folks who can connect and um, understand each other about what you, each other's going through, whether it's in your child or your spouse or your partner um, going through vision loss. And if it, if there was even a couple that was sitting at the same table, I was um, at the closing remarks and, and session, and they actually came over to me and said, the only reason we're here is to see you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? No, come on. And they go, no, no, we we came just for the one day because we knew you were going to be here. And we came to your session and we loved it. And you're the reason we're here. I'm, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say to things like that because I'm, I was, again, humbled, flattered, and just thought, wow, I mean, do people – Did they just really say that? So anyway, we chatted for quite some time. Very lovely couple with, um, he has RP and their son has RP. um, And, you know, they're just going through the motions just like, you know, the rest of us. So anyway, um, all the organizations um, that I've worked with, I'm currently going to, well, to Nashville tomorrow to speak at our own LHON, which is my eye condition, my vision loss. Symposium, which is connected with the United Mitochondrial Disease Foundation Symposium. So we got a lot going on there, but we hold our own little separate, um, symposium, if you will, um, alongside them. And we have doctors and scientists and people talking about living with LHON and we talk assistive tech, we talk, you know, education, you know, whatever it may be for folks who are directly in the LHON community. So that's what's up next. And, um, might eat a little bit of barbecue in between, but, um, Mm, yeah, so it's, it's busy and you know, guys, I love every second of it. I really, really, do.
2: Now, when you started the blog, I mean, you probably had no idea that it would ever turn into this. I mean, and and, and, I mean, probably that was not even your, your initial intent.
3: No. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, when I, I started it three months after I was diagnosed and you know, two months after I was legally blind and I literally just, I just put it out there and kind of just to get it off my chest, if you will. And let people know what was kind of going on with me and not flooding everybody's newsfeed with, poor me, guess what happened? You know, that kind of stuff, which, you know, we all have too much of, you know, we see that too much anyway. Right. So it was simply just, you yeah, know, I'm just going to do this and, you know, think eh, maybe a couple people will read it and at least, you know, my immediate family would be caught up and everything. But it just grew and grew and grew. And I have to say, um, with each p- blog I wrote, and the encouragement and the positive comments I would get from it, of course, motivated me to write more and write again. And But keeping in mind that I truly do write with purpose, I don't write just to write, and that has made a big difference as well because people will take it and they relate to it and they share it and they think, yes, you're spot on, this is, this is exactly it. And then, of course, when it got picked up by larger organizations, such as FFB, AFB, you know, RNIB, um, all of the, you know, the bigger Hadleys and things like that, you know, then it really took off because then I really got the exposure. So, um, you know, yeah. And, and, getting onto podcasts such as, such as yours, which, you know, I love, love, love to do. So yeah. Did I think someone would be coming up to me and saying, the only reason we're here at a national conference is to see you? No way. Um, Not, not at all. Not at all. Um, But then again, when I started, I didn't know where it would go. So um, I just, you know, it's taking the opportunities and the, the opportunities, the opportunities you don't take might be the ones that are going to get you, you know, moving forward and get you further. And um, but if they don't, they don't. And that's kind of how I've gone with it. It's if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, I only have four. I I've got to live this way the rest of my life. So why not make the most of it?
2: See, so there you go. So, I mean, that's this year, next year, next year. People will be cosplaying as you. You know, <laughs>
3: right? That's when you know you
2: really hit it big.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. When I'm featured at Comic Con, it's I've you know I know I've made it. I know I've made it. I have my own booth and everything.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you know, and it just goes to show you the power of of just like a personal blog and and just blogging about your own personal experiences and tapping into something that a lot of other people might be going through it's so reassuring i'm sure for them to hear this other voice saying you know what i'm going through the same thing you know and and here are my experiences and how here are the hurdles that i'm currently going over or that i have gone over i mean it's powerful stuff
3: well thank you and that's that's exactly it and you know I didn't, I never um, thought it would be something that would bring awareness, not only to um, LHON, but to vision loss, you know, in general for folks and other huge organizations and institutes. And it, it, it's done just that. And, you know, I've put out some of my darkest moments and secrets on this thing. So, you know, my life, you know, is an open blog, <laughs> as they say. Right. And um, I, you know, it, it it's been good for me. It, it's been really good for me, and I probably wouldn't be where I am today without putting the you know the blood, sweat, and tears into that blog, knowing that there seemed to be some potential. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been fun. It's been fun, and you know, people call me GGB. You know, now that's my new nickname. You know, and and I and I you know what? And I don't mind at all. I'd rather be called GGB than a lot of other things. That's for sure. <laughs> so um it's it's been great although my kids say oh, if you could just tell when mom starts to become girl gone blind you can just tell
0: <laughs>
3: <is."> <laughs> it's like it's around my people you know i'm around my people but um i mean i try not to change my personality i mean it's just it is it's an extension of who i am now i mean i'm still maria but it, it's an extension of who i who i am now and you know that's all it is
0: well We've been doing this podcast for how many episodes now? Hundred and seven. Hundred and seven. So. Mm. years mm. we've been doing this podcast and yet nobody has asked us to speak at a damn thing so far. <laughs> 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 it's why all is, because of our why host. is that, Rob? What's what's the deal? I don't, what's the deal you? I
1: don't know. Uh, maybe, huh? maybe they just don't like that. Maybe you guys they need to be well. more personal. Maybe they don't like our uh. intro. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Intro great. You're just jealous well, of my
3: catchphrase.
1: I'll, I'll, t- I'll
3: tell you I tell you one of the secrets. Let me tell you one of the secrets okay, okay, between you and you guys and me. You know what? When I when I cleaned my blog up, meaning I stopped using the f-word, <gasps> I got I got hits, man. I got shared really? and I got hits and that's and it's I am not even kidding you. I I did finally ask an organization here in San Diego. I said, "You know, why don't you guys ever share my blog? I mean, I've been to your organization. I'm in San Diego, and they flat out told me because I use profanity. Hmm. And now I it wasn't you know like a big you know rapper delight type Mm. profanity (laughs) crazy you know thing, but I." I did throw in the colorful words because that's what came out. I was dictating them, and blah—that's just what came out. And I left it there because that was the real deal. That I wasn't going to sugarcoat. That was the deal. But the minute I cleaned up, I remember—I'll still forget—the first blog I put out that was completely clean, no explicit, quote unquote, next to it. It got shared by Hadley Institute the next day and i was like okay i get it now there there's go. something yeah. to this so it i did have to clean it up i did have to become more mature but as you guys know, that's not always fun either. So, you know, I will sprinkle a few crazy blogs in between. And, and as long as I can get someone to the blog, be it, you know, a clean blog, right. they can go read the other ones after that. It's, I'm sure the same thing, if you can get them to the podcast, they can go listen to the rest of them and whatever's there is there. But, um, you know, that's why I was <laughs> I've been thinking about starting my own podcast. So, I can say whatever the
2: hell I want. No. <laughs> Besides, they don't—they don't, they don't uh, need us to invite us to go speak. They can just—they just listen to the podcast, and it's like, okay, yeah, well. yeah. Press play. What just do we want? Play. What do we want to listen to this live for? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so
2: you there's, never a, there's a lesson you never in here, Ryan. You, you, What's the lesson? You might get the, the, might get the call
0: stop, next week. Stop, hmm. stop dropping the f bomb, you shithead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah i
1: mean <laughs>
0: well
3: i have i've been on worse podcasts trust me where there's like dudes you need to really stop saying those words because it's too much but <laughs> yeah, um it's... you know well, i will i won't i don't think i use the f-bomb so much but i will do other words and i'll I'll use the dollar sign and the asterisk. And oh, yeah. let me tell you, when people are reading that over with voiceover, it's not the same.
2: No, <laughs> it's true.
3: <laughs> it really doesn't work. So that's why I hesitate to, you know, use asterisks and stuff like that, because it just, you know, dollar sign, H, asterisk, T. No, it completely loses the sure. whole effect. So, you know, I guess you just you know, got to live with it
2: okay well you guys ready for some news
0: news
3: mm, what's new uh, oh news. hey
2: you know what actually before we launch into the news uh i just want to make a shout out to uh steve k who uh left us a very lovely uh message about i forget what episode this is but i remember we were talking about the ada down in the states and they had kind of they had changed the bill a little bit and watered it down so that uh companies now had I think 120 days to comply with with complaints before I guess before you were able to litigate against them yeah there is in, in some way I don't know in, anyways it was uh, it was an email about that and he uh, just kind of thanked us about it's too long to read to be honest it's it's a it's a long sorry Steve I'm not gonna read it uh, but it was a it was a, a extremely good email um, he I'll the the nuts and bolts of it is he agreed with me.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not the goal. Uh, he also That's what I re- took away from. Read it. the email. Hold
2: on. No, I'm not going to read the whole email. It'll take forever. Now here, I'll read the relevant part. The relevant part is, um, I also agree with Rob's point. Sadly and reluctantly, that often <laughs> nothing happens without some litigation. Boom. Let okay, me, he let might me, have let already me
0: see that email. Oh, fine. <clears throat> let me see. They, they don't share these emails with me. They, they they get these and then they talk about them on the air, but they don't actually let me read them at all, all.
1: you got to do is go to the AT Banter Podcast Gmail account and, and you can read them. He doesn't have the passwords and stuff for that. We don't give him the passwords. <laughs> oh, oh, he doesn't even oh, listen look, to the shows. Look,
0: so. look at that. Right first line. ReHR620. I couldn't agree more with Steve and Ryan. I know. Both right the <laughs> right thing. to alert businesses and yeah. have a conversation with them
1: first. See, Rob missed I, over that yeah, whole the first. Line. First line. Yeah. Hey, the F
2: bomb.
1: <laughs> he got to the bottom line where I also agree with Rob. <laughs> See, he couldn't agree more with Ryan and I, but he also
0: reluctantly, <laughs> sadly, sadly and reluctantly agrees with Rob. Well,
2: when you put that spin on it, sure. Thanks a lot, Steve. <laughs> take it all back. Send us another email, Steve. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you again. Sadly and reluctantly, don't want to hear from you. You demand, Steve. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the email, Steve. Uh, okay, all right, let's get let's get to some news. Otherwise, you're going to be here all day. So, hey, let's talk let's talk some Google. 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 Because Google. Google is always some good news. Yeah, this you know, this is a minor story, but uh, they have apparently rebranded Talkback. Uh, TalkBack, the TalkBack app is now going to be bundled in with a few other uh, apps and called the Android Accessibility Suite. Uh, So along with TalkBack, there's going to be Switch Access, uh, which is, uh, it allows for device control with switches, obviously.
0: Very Uh, important for physical disabilities.
2: Absolutely. And the Select to Speak uh, app that lets users select something on screen and then the app will read that. Text allowed.
0: Very important for all kinds of people with print disabilities.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, good. This is good. This is good. You know, anything that makes. Um... Well, I think you know the the biggest advantage it has is instead of looking for you know three separate distinct right. apps, now you can just find the accessibility bundle and you know get it all in one shot.
2: Yeah, Totally makes a sense. lot easier.
1: Maria, you iOS or Android?
3: <laughs> I was going to say, I agree. Um, <laughs> yes, no.
1: <laughs>
3: remember, remember, I'm sitting here looking pretty, but just so your listeners know, that's my job. Um, you know, um, I am iOS, I am iPhone, and uh, but um, I do know that, um, you know, Android, you know, has always needed to kind of step it up, that's you know, right. to be as accessible as the iPhone accessibility features. So um, I thought that was a great article, and it sounds like they are coming around to trying to make it not just, you know, um, stepping up the accessibility, but also making it easier to get to their accessibility accessibility features.
2: That's exactly right. And, you know, Android, both Android and Microsoft, you know, have been really just playing catch up to to Apple and iOS um, for mm-hmm. three, four years now.
1: I actually mm-hmm. saw, I think a week or so ago, too, that on the Google Play Store, there's actually a separate section now for accessibility apps, uh, right. for accessible apps.
2: See, and I remember one of the first news stories that we ever did on the podcast, in like episode one or two, was the fact that the Apple Store ha- had just um, done that. They'd broken, they they'd created a, a specifically an accessibility section in the in the store. So you know, again, that, and that was what two years ago, over two years right. ago. So you know, again, you know, everybody's you know sort of playing catch up in that sense mm-hmm. to uh, to Apple. So good to see,
3: yeah. Mhm.
2: Anybody else got anything to say about that?
1: Go Android. Woo 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 woo.
3: <laughs> what about you guys? Do you are you Android or iOS? Who's We're
1: one? all Android. Yeah, we are.
3: <gasps> oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, honest, it,
2: it's all about iTunes. The iTunes is completely the reason why I switched to Android.
1: I think it's the reason yes. we all switched at the time. You know, at the time, now you, sure. Now you don't have to use iTunes, but at the time, it was just such a nightmare getting your content onto your phone and back and mm-hmm. forth. And yeah, you know, yeah. with Android, you just you can plug your phone in USB cable, copy paste, done. Way you went.
2: Now you know actually, actually, while we're talking about Apple,
1: uh, I didn't include
2: this in the news articles, and so I'm just sort of spitting this out uh, off from memory which is probably a bad idea I can get it completely wrong but there was an article last week too about Apple is putting
1: LCD screens it's in the AT Banter Gmail from Beth if right. you wanted to pull it up but yeah it sounds like they're coming out with I think two LCD screen phones this fall and one OLED screen
2: so they're trying to drop the price of the X's yeah. uh or the tens I guess is. I don't know if it's mm. called the 10 or X. I'm confused.
1: Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Okay, sure.
2: Okay, well we'll call mm-hmm. it the X. Um, but yeah, they're trying to drop the price on that thing. So they're they're putting some some cheaper screens in some of the versions.
3: Uh, mm-hmm, so yeah. hmm.
1: Will that help? we shall I, see. Well, I mean, can't hurt. Can't hurt. Nope.
3: Right. Right. You know, when I first um, was losing my vision, I uh, um, it was back when, you know, I Uh, Apple, did not have the larger screen phones. And so I thought, well, I know what's going to fix everything. I'm going to go to an Android because they had the larger screens. And I forget which one they had, Galaxy Note something, but it was one of the ones with the, you know, it was big at the time. And so I switched over and I'm like, I'm going to learn this, you know, a new operating system and how Androids work and all that stuff. And it was it was so difficult because I had been an iPhone user forever and lo and behold, probably two months in, I couldn't see that screen either because I didn't really realize that my vision was going to go as you know, far as it did. So I did struggle with, the Android I never did. I just never really took to it. Um, I ended up going back to iPhone as much as I hated, you know, Siri. And she just was always such a, you know, what, and I, you know, I had a love hate with her, but I went back and, you know, I've kind of been back ever since it's just been since I was previously one before I lost my sight, you know, it just, it just became more of a natural uh, learning process and a little bit easier than just going a whole new phone. So, you know, it's I did try it out. I have to say, I have tried it. Maybe the time in my that time in my life wasn't the best time to try it out, but um, I did give it a shot. But I do know folks who absolutely love Android for so many different reasons, um, and. I'm not one to like really dive into new tech, you know, um, you know, just whenever on a whim. So, you know, I'm, I stay with what I'm comfortable with. So it, it kind of works for me now, but I, you know, it does, when I see some demos on phones, my son is super into, you know, Androids and Googles and all that. He um, is always showing me all the new phones and they're slick and they're nice and they do it like, Looks really tempting, but I go no, no, no. Hold on, Maria. Old dog, new tricks. Yeah, we don't do that. Anymore, so. <laughs> Here we are.
1: <laughs> well, Android has come a long way, but you know, one of the biggest selling features I think you know Android has is you can get into the ecosystem for you know 150, 200 dollars. You don't have to buy a thousand dollar phone. Yeah. There's a lot more choice.
3: Yeah. yeah, I just my daughter just had to buy a new phone, which you know. I think 700 bucks yeah. and um, that hurts, you know, that's definitely a sting in the pocketbook for sure.
2: But I think that, that this is an indication that Apple is is feeling that pressure from the market. Um, they're, I mean, they're actively dropping the price, I think, to try to compete with th- all the other options that are out there because I think they've realized that, you know, the, the shine is off the Apple, you know, pun
1: intended. Well, if that, you want a flagship uh, phone, then yeah, spend the you know nine hundred to a thousand. But not every need not everybody needs a flagship phone, right?
2: Well, in the days of of people lining up for three days before you know an iPhone launch are over, um, it's just it's it's not going to happen again. They can't rest on those laurels. So uh, I mm-hmm. think they're beginning to realize that, and so I think that you know in the future, I think that we're going to see more in in the way of of price drops, and they're really going to try to get competitive with. With their product, which could mean things like this, like changing the swapping out the, the type of um, technology that uh, f- of the phone to, to try to drop that price. So it'll be yeah. an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, hey, let's talk Microsoft for a second. You know, you notice this on all these new shows, we're always either talking about Apple Google or Microsoft? Because
1: they're the three big players. So, so we should talk about Microsoft. Mm, 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 mm. What Let's the talk hell? Talk about, about Linux. What? The,
2: okay, what's Linux up to? I don't
0: See, know See, exactly. You're <laughs> on the news. Who cares? Who?
2: Like, no. <laughs> Linux, you nerd.
1: <laughs> Only nerds uh-huh. know what Linux is. Microsoft bought GitHub. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, <laughs>
0: that's amazing.
1: Do I care in any way about
0: this? I don't know. Do you? I don't even know what GitHub is. <laughs>
2: I, you was, gonna, then I you was probably I wasn't don't care to say like what's that? I, I then then you think probably all don't care. like kind of nobody. Isn't it just?
1: Uh, it's basically an open source community where developers can up their put their code up and oh, share it and sh- contribute oh God, it. Did and you
3: hear that? Oh no.
1: A bunch of words.
0: that mean nothing. us. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> only sorry. nerds.
0: What do what you? What are you sorry about?
3: Sorry, I my I didn't turn voiceover off, and um, a message was spouting out. And I always don't can't ever remember if you if the person on the phone can hear it or not.
1: Didn't hear a thing. Yeah, no, we didn't hear it. Oh, okay,
3: that good. that
2: robotic that robotic dead voice. I thought that was Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Maybe it was your Amazon Echo story at the end of the news article. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. It was a friend of
3: mine asking if she wanted me to, if she wanted to, um, if she wanted, her, if I wanted her to buy some wine for this uh, upcoming conference. So um, I'll have to get back to her later. <laughs> Clearly, the
1: answer is yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, all right, Microsoft. So Microsoft. Now this is this is a, a article from last month, but I've, I put it in because I wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about it because I, I feel like it's important. Um, but Microsoft has invested twenty five million in AI tech specifically for disability solutions. So they've, they've created this program called AI for accessibility. um, and it's, they've plugged 25 million into it, into this five year program. That's aimed at giving developers the artificial intelligence tools to build intelligent solutions to benefit people with disabilities.
0: Well, it's nice to see the money going in. I, I'm curious to see what what they actually do with it. But people, I don't think
2: really understand what is meant by the term artificial intelligence.
1: Well, if you read mm-hmm. down in the article, I think it said you know AI has been around for 30 years, and Microsoft is hoping to roll this out to developers and stuff as well to work on accessibility AI initiatives as well. So, you know, it's not just the th- the throwing this money in there and you know hope something comes out of it. They're actually Working with the community to develop product.
2: Well, exactly, and it, you know, and it is over five years. So I mean, that's only five million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think the more apt term, and you know, I, again, so we maybe we'll get an email from somebody who actually knows the ins and outs of this. But I'm assuming that machine learning and AI are sort of interchangeable terms. You know, machine learning, I think, is is much less of a loaded term. And a little bit more accurate because that's what we're really talking about. We're we're talking about being able to build these apps that that are able to learn and and grow. Um, you know, sort of, uh, I I keep going back to the Spotify example of of AI and the way that in in which AI or machine learning can be used to to power an app and and to do really useful things. So for anybody who uses Spotify. You know, Spotify will from time to time build you like custom playlists. It'll be like, hey, here's your daily mix. And it'll analyze your listening habits and build you a, a song playlist based on what you've been listening to recently um, and, mm-hmm. and be able to suggest music for you that it thinks you will like. So that's mm-hmm. a good example of, of the way that we're, the, the kind of AI that we're, we're talking about in terms of accessibility apps. Another really good uh, example is remember we talked about um, the Lookout app that that uh,
1: Google's coming out with that
2: Google's coming out with uh, perfect ah. example right It's going to be using AI to you know so in order to be able to use the camera to identify different objects in the room, you know that's all powered by AI. It's got to it's got to be able to recognize what's what and and w- be able to rank those in importance in order to tell the user. Um, What's relevant to them?
1: Well, and even in that Microsoft article, you know, I don't know if you want to read part of the sections where they talk about some of the examples, but, you know, what is it? Um, transcription.
2: Transcription you is know. another one. Yeah.
1: Um, you, you, you just reminded me of uh, another uh, article
0: that I stumbled across on the weekend. Apparently, Facebook has been using AI to uh, try and uh, remove nudity from, uh, from Facebook. Um, so they've got these algorithms that go and creep through the pictures. And when they find a picture that they think is nudity, they, they flag it and I guess, you know, either take huh. it down or what have you. Apparently, the uh, the AI is not perfect because it keeps identifying desert scenes as skin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. That's too funny. And, yeah.
3: and cactus.
1: Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just not go there. <laughs> All right, she went there. <laughs> <laughs> you got you set it up. Right, how could I not? How can I not?
2: <laughs> I I did, had no idea there was nudity on Facebook. It's the internet, Rob. (laughs) It's not Facebook. Is not the internet, Grandma. It's not the Google. (laughs) You know what I mean? I have no idea. And does that mean previously there was a guy that his job was to like cruise cruise through Facebook looking for nudity, probably to take it down?
0: rob sitting there going how do i get that
1: job? that's right have, <laughs> that's what, what search terms do i use <laughs>
3: <laughs> i think that's a whole nother facebook that maybe nobody knows about it's nother, the dark an all app, the dark web of the, facebook the dark web of <laughs> facebook after dark flashbook right?
1: damn flashbook we, oh oh my god flashbook.com <laughs> is it open Ryan, is it available go, go get it get it right now <laughs> Buy it. we're gonna make our
0: first milk guarantee right here. you that that is taken I guarantee you, there's no way that one's left
1: un- unprotected. I think wow, Zuckerberg's that's... lawyers are worth worth more than mine, so <laughs> I don't think I'd have a fighting chance.
2: Um, no, but Ryan, so what, I don't know what's your, t- what's your take on this? Like, what,
1: what, like? I think it's exciting. Like I was saying, if some of the examples that the show we're talking about, I think you know, on the fly transcription of, of text yep. and, and on audio, um, you know, it actually wouldn't even surprise me if in five, maybe ten years we're actually seeing AI do descriptive descriptive audio for the blind. Wow. Instead of actually humans having to look at scripts and plays and, and that type of thing. Because AI is getting to the point where it can learn, it can evolve. So why could you not feed it a scene and have it be able to describe? describe the action. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, that's a
0: really good one. Lawrence of yeah. Arabia steps off of his camel onto... A woman's naked back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. That would be removed because it's nudity, remember. That's a problem.
1: <laughs> so I think- well, isn't
3: that like, you know, uh, seeing AI, you know, the app they put out. That's yes. right. Um, you know, all of the things, I mean, all of the things they've added into that app, you know, when they added, you know, the handwriting know and things of that sort or um you know the facial recognition and all of that i mean it's i mean it's just getting crazy what they can do with ai and it it just really is
1: yeah and that's just you know i'm minute that's ai power you know if they actually through you know more server power at this ai and whatever you want to do whether it's descriptive audio on the fly transcription you know, you name it. The, there's no end to what AI can do. Well, and that's
2: the nice thing about funding something like this mm-hmm. is that they're they're just they're you know giving it to the developers and saying, "Hey, yep. look, Throw come something up at some, the wall and yeah, see what sticks. Let's let's see yeah. what what yeah. you can develop." So, uh, it could be it could be an exciting five years, and and who knows? We could see another, you know, another huge um, app like like seeing AI. I mean, seeing AI
1: is huge, right? In the iOS yeah. sphere, yep. Oh right. yeah. still don't have it on Android.
3: Oh oops, sorry. But we'll, <laughs> but, but we'll
1: have lookout soon. So
3: Yes. I did my son was showing me that lookout app and I'm like, oh this is so cool, this, that, and the other. And then I was reading about it, it said Google, you know, Play Store, whatever the you know, your guys' Play Store, whatever it's called, <laughs> sorry. Um, and I'm like, wait, it's it's not available, you know, for you know, Apple and he's like, Oh no. no. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I mean they all it's I wish everything would just be available for everything. I mean, I really, really really do. But,
2: you know, and that's another good point. I mean, you know, in a way, you know, you've got these three big players, you've got Apple, Microsoft and Google, and it kind of makes you go, man, you know, if these guys would just combine forces, if, if, if it could just be one device for everybody and then, and you could just pool your resources and really develop together. Yes. What could they come up with?
0: Yes. well you look at you look at the Star Trek example right you never you never saw the guys walking around Star Trek going oh sorry I can't transfer this file to you because you're using tricorder
1: 4.5 <laughs> right. oh sorry Captain Kirk we can't beam you up because you know, we... we're, we're rebooting right now we've got a blue screen
2: your is...
0: we can beam you up but your phaser is incompatible <laughs> yeah.
3: so you'll be helpless when you get here That's right. Well, that well and you know if they couldn't roll it out for both you know both device you know both Android and um, iOS at the same time would just be so ideal because it does leave you know the Android users you know in the dark or it uses the you know the iOS users in the dark you know and each each app is something that you know everybody might want everybody wants to use so
1: well and I keep you know, hearing, it's, it's a shame and I keep hearing the excuse and I'm gonna say it's an excuse people can write and hate, send me all the hate mail they want. But people, all these developers are saying most of the blindness market are using iOS, and I understand that, and that's fine. But we have companies, and I'm gonna call them out, like AMI, Accessible Media, here in Vancouver and Toronto, who released an app, and it's only available on iOS. It's not on Android. And there are a bunch of blind Android users who would love to see that app come to them and have complained to Mm -hmm. them, but we still don't have it. So there's Mm -hmm. no reason why it can't be put out on both platforms.
2: Yeah. Other than Some I different. I would imagine development cost. I mean, I yeah. guess it just it doubles your development cost and and right. you go where you go where the majority I mean, of the is. market is. I so I can that. understand it, but to you're right. Degree, yeah. You're you're right. I mean, it's If you're going to call yourself an
1: accessibility media company, you yeah. know, maybe oh maybe release it on both platforms.
2: We're sorry, am I? We do no, not. <laughs> Shut up, Brian.
1: Shut up. No. Turn off Ryan's no. mic. It's AT Banter. I'm bantering. F*** <laughs> <laughs> off. <laughs> so well, we... there goes the shares right there. Yep. There goes the
2: yeah. shares. fine. I, I, I'll believe him.
0: It's uh, so be okay. Bad. I've added power anyways. That's I right. can just
2: cut him right out of the show.
0: I have the original. <laughs> I'm like George Lucas with the prequels. Like yeah, <laughs> was... right. Ryan's not even on this podcast anymore. That's, That's right. right. It's all AI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just going to feed stuff into my Google home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if
2: only it was that easy. Uh, okay, hey, let's talk some big Canada news. Canada news. Canada um, news. Yeah, sorry, Maria. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the Great White North here for a minute with this with this one.
3: Well, I have to say, I did you know listen to the um, the two of the links that you guys sent me, and all I can say is wow and wow. Right. That's big that's big news.
2: It is big news and it it frankly it's it's a little surprising that it it's took taken us this long this long. But uh so anyways, what we are talking about uh last week was was uh a bit of a major news break for us here because uh we finally got some national accessibility legislation tabled. Um Yeah, that's right. It's called <laughs> the accessible Canada. <laughs> wait, Act. wait, 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 hang on Cowbell. Oh cowbell. Wait, that deserves a cowbell.
0: Double. There we go. Jingle sticks and cowbell for that one.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the Accessible Canada Act, which covers federally regulated sectors such as banking, interprovincial, and international transportation, telecommunications, and government-run services such as Canada Post, aims to identify, remove, and prevent barriers for an estimated 4 million Canadians with physical, sensory, mental, intellectual, learning, communication, or other disabilities.
0: The, there's a, uh, a plain language version of the of the act, Let's, which we'll, uh, we'll link into the show notes as well. Um, and I think it summarizes it fairly fairly well go in the uh, principles of the bill. Okay, go. Uh, it says, the principles of the bill are meant to guide its future interpretation. They are rooted in the understanding that barriers to accessibility are at the heart of inequalities between Canadians with and without disabilities. The principles are consistent with Canadian and international law and communicate the goals of the bill. The main principles are inherent dignity, equal opportunity, barrier-free government, autonomy, inclusive design, and meaningful involvement. So the people who have to uh, comply with this act are parliament, including the Senate, House of Commons, Library of Parliament, and the Parliamentary Protective Service. Um, the Government of Canada, including uh, all government departments, crown corporations, and agencies. Uh, the federally regulated private sector, including organizations in the transportation sectors, broadcasting and telecommunication services, and the banking and fiscal sections sectors, rather; and the Canadian Forces and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, while allowing for consideration related to a bona fide occupational requirement, such as certain physical requirements necessary in order to carry out certain jobs. So this is this is a broad um, a broad piece of legislation Um, I I guess it it, it's going to remain to be seen how enforceable it is Um, but uh, but at least it's a step forward for sure it's a it's a definite step forward and just the recognition uh, of those principles I think is is a is a key key piece of it.
1: Yeah and I think as time goes on you know things are going to become a lot more clear as to you know, what is actually going to be covered under this, you know, how people are going to be able to respond. Because the last thing I want to see is, you know, I think it's said in there, what, 40% of complaints were human rights complaints or something to mm-hmm. governments and stuff because of inaccessibility to venues and whatever else. I would hate us to start you know, turning to litigation
0: here we yeah. go again. Absolutely. Well, that's where, that's where we started, though. That's how we, we get got to this in. point. Yeah. Because you think about uh, uh, Donna Joden, who sued the Canadian government right. because she couldn't get information from the Canadian government. Right.
1: That's where all this started. That's where it started, yes. But I think if you look back at that article, it said like 40% of people filed human rights complaints because there was no other avenue. Right. Yeah, right? sure. So if we're not filing human rights complaints anymore... Is there going to be more litigation because people aren't falling into place? You know, and I but really hope not. Because what has that done in the U.S.? It's done a lot of good stuff, but at the same time, I think it's set people back as well. Uh, I don't. Well, why? Well, you, you look. I don't know if you have looked at the ADA Act, but it sounds like in stuff I've read, the ADA Act is getting softer, softer, and softer and softer.
2: Well, that's. But that. Yeah. Well, know? it is. But I mean that, and that's a problem. I mean, exactly for sure. Um, you know, I think that litigation is, is an important part of... For sure. You, I mean, it just it has to be. Yeah. Um, and really, if people comply, there's going to be no litigation. So right. um, really, the fact that the, if there's an overabundance of litigation, it's because not enough people are complying with the with the act. And, and so, I mean, it's an important part of the process. And, and in fact, the government uh, is saying that it... Uh, let me see. What does it say here? The government has earmarked $290 million over six years... To implement the legislation, right, uh, which includes fines of up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for violations.
1: So I think in six years, when we have a, a clearer picture of what this involves, we'll have a better idea in, in how to proceed. Because, you know, if you walk into a building that's you know forty years old and doesn't have braille on the elevator buttons, are you going to sue? Because well, they don't—they're they don't, not complicit. If if, it,
0: if it's a government mm-hmm. building,
1: um, you would probably have a right to.
0: Sure. And you should.
2: Maybe. I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, if that's the way that you're going to implement change, I mean, what do you going to do? Complain to the receptionist?
1: You think that's going to get anything done? No, but that's what I'm saying. You think of all the old old buildings on all the provinces and cities across that, this country, and you know we have no real guidelines as to what this bill involves yet. All they're saying is in six years we'll have a better idea. Well, right. And this is so something we, we have to start somewhere. I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. And this is what a lot of, it doesn't explain much yet.
2: It's that's exactly what a lot of advocates are saying that it's a good starting point, but, um, it still needs to be, um, improved upon. There needs to be some, some additions and it needs to be strengthened a bit in terms of like, just what are the violations? Like all that stuff needs to be really laid out and really cemented in order for it to really take hold. But I don't know, like it's, it's a little bit amazing to me that it, it's 2018, and we are just getting a national oh, I agree. act like this. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. the ADA down in the states has been around since uh, I don't even know. I, I got to assume.
3: I thought it was the 80s. I don't know. ADA.
0: Um, mm, no, it was the, much- it was the 90s because I remember uh, I remember Mike May, who a, a friend. Uh, he was he was there when it was signed. And I started with AT in the '90s, so I th- I'd say it's probably about mid '90s that came into mm-hmm, effect. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's ADA Act of 1990. There, you there go. we go. Yeah. So, I mean, God, that's that's a that's a huge gap. Mm-hmm. So, yep, for sure. I mean, you know, here in Canada, there there has there have been provincial versions of this. Uh, our Ontario, yeah, Ontario,
0: Ontario's had a, 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 a for a few years, and I think Nova Scotia.
2: I think Nova Scotia's had one as well. Um, but you know, yeah, nothing nationally. So it, this is, you know, it's a, it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Ryan, you're absolutely right. I think that, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to need some, some work. Um, we need
1: to see some specifics is what we need to see. Yeah. I actually talked to a, uh, a
0: lawyer one time about, uh, the ADA versus Canada's human rights legislation. He's, he actually said that, that, Canada's human rights legislation had more teeth than the ADA does in the States. Mm-hmm. However, people don't know how to use it. Right.
3: There was one thing in the article. I mean, cause I, you know, I did listen to it cause I was, I was, I was kind of like, wow, this is, this is all just happening now. <laughs> like you guys were kind of saying, but you know, and I know two things was it's, In the um, one that kind of broke it down into like layman's terms, um, which was way more at my alley, the um, the they would define barriers, defined disability, but it was it kind of you know maybe kind of re-listen one more time. It said defining barriers, and it would be barriers could be architectural, technical, you know so on so on. Then it says attitudal. I'm like, what?
1: And that, and attitudal attitudal.
3: is that a, I'm like, is that a word? <laughs> that is a word. Attitude. So, you know, watch your attitudals out there because, you know, it's a barrier. But I thought that was, you know, I'm like, I never heard that word before, but I loved it. And I'm going to work it into a blog as soon as possible. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, <But> I'm, yes. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was, I'm going to sue Boeing because I can't fly an airplane.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> shut
1: up <laughs> but, hey, but here's hey the thing, it's you know, a barrier sta- it's a barrier
3: states, it, it it well that's true it's a, it's true you know that whole up in the air thing but the thing is 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 here in the states you have lawyers making millions yeah. off of suing small businesses yes. because they're not ada compliant yeah they will walk in and go mm, yep your, you know your doorway's not wide enough and boom you know, you fix this or I'm suing you. And these small businesses are, you know, running scared half the time. So, I mean, everyone does what they can do. You know, obviously some businesses don't care, but you know, there's a a big, you know, there's big dollars to be made by um, people going, uh, lawyers paying people in wheelchairs to go and cause havoc on businesses because they're not, you know, perfectly compliant or whatnot. And they should be, but they're, their uh, lawyers are making a business out of it, yeah. so it's un- that's unfortunate too because it can put a small business out of business.
0: Yep, sure. Yeah, back in yeah. back in the uh, the early knots, I uh, was over in Hawaii, uh, uh, staying at a friend's uh, condo, and uh, apparently there, uh, it's equivalent uh, equivalent of a Strata Corporation in Canada. I think it's a, a maybe a condo corporation or something. But uh, but they were being sued because uh, they didn't have wheelchair ramps. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah.
0: And and apparently it was from somebody who was basically going around from property to property looking for ones that didn't have wheelchair ramps hmm. and, and exactly, exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly uh,
0: what they do.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I but I, one of the things that I think is most important the the real keyword here. In the act was the idea of inclusive design, because I think going forward, that's the that's the major component. I think Mm -hmm. we need to start developing things, Mm -hmm. building buildings, Um, everything needs to be developed with that notion of inclusive design, because then you don't have to worry about it going on. Like part of the problem is that is is the idea of retrofitting buildings is retrofitting properties in order to make them accessible that's where the that's where the big money is but if we start you know really developing things um from you know apps on your phone to you know entire office buildings with the idea of inclusive design it's going to solve a lot of problems
3: yeah i agree
2: it's a step absolutely and it's a
0: positive step it's a good step it's a great starting point and uh yeah We'll we'll know more about it as it uh, yeah. becomes in the next six years, I yeah, guess, as it becomes more enforced. Well, like so I mentioned, we'll try change, and maybe get them on the
3: change show. your attitudes first. <laughs> you <know? laughs> That's right. oh.
0: Well, this is Canada. You don't want to leave your attitudes hanging out in the winter. Ooh, <laughs> <brr>. Exactly. <laughs>
3: That's, that's good good tip
0: they'll good drop tip. right off
2: <laughs> it means i can sue ryan for attitudinal barriers <laughs> so, got sorry. a bad
0: attitudinal barrier
2: ryan today no more being grumpy mm, not grumpy <laughs> no not today you're not but... <laughs> yeah. today Watch you're in your a good beers, mood believe true. it or not he's on his good
1: behavior because maria's here <laughs> <laughs>
3: well thank you
1: <laughs> weren't you the one saying we needed more women on the show yeah. <laughs> Clearly it was me. <laughs> uh, it
3: didn't take me long to say yes. You know, I didn't hesitate. So, you know, I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> That's
2: right. Uh, hey, let's talk some Google. Again? Uh, Again. I know. More I know, Google? right? Well, this is a minor story. I, I, yeah, I actually, minor.
1: yeah, it's just. um, Wait, wait, wait. Maria, do you have a smart assistant, digital assistant at home?
3: I do. We have two kinds. We have um, the Echo, and we have Google Home. So my son is all Google Home. The rest of the house is um, Amazon Echo. So I do hear him yelling at his Google (laughs) in his room. I don't ask. I don't go in. I you know I just I don't (laughs) want to know.
0: Never come between a man and his Google. (laughs) Show me pictures
3: of deserts. What? There's none? What happened? Oh, hold on. I just um, set off. Yeah. So he, um, so I did read this article and, um, you know, I do hear him saying, I mean, <laughs> all honesty, hey, Google, turn on this light. Hey, Google, do this. Hey, Google, do that. But so the article would help, you know, was saying that they're going to try to give you a little more time to have some conversation with your Google.
2: That's right. So, Yeah. Yeah. They've rolled this. I guess they rolled this out last week. Uh, But yeah. So now there is an option in your, in, in the Google home app where you can turn on what's called continued conversation, which means uh, once you scream at your Google and, and activate it, uh, you've got. I think I, seven
1: or eight seconds I, to give it a second request without using the, the trigger word again.
2: That's right. So you you don't have to scream scream at it every time yeah. and keep repeating the the phrase. So you know it's a it's a minor it's a minor uh augmentation, but uh pretty useful. I, I turned it on mine this uh, last night. Mine's on. And uh yeah, it's you know, it's cool. You know, again it's just making them a little bit more intuitive, making your your interaction with it that much that much easier. So
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I tend to do it even with, um, the other device. you know, the Amazon Echo, I, you know, will have to say, you know, I won't say it cause you know, it might turn on, but you know, and I'll forget to say and I'll have like a second request and I'll forget to say it. And then I'm just, you know i'm screaming at you know anything i can find in the room at that point but you know so i i think it's a it's a great little characteristic great little trait to have on it i think it's you know again it just makes it simpler maybe less frustrating um for some who just tend to you know forget to say the the key phrase um altogether so i i think it's a just a nice little addition
1: have you ever seen the video the video i think it's called um amazon echo silver
3: oh, or something
1: yes. no where there's yes there's, and it's, it's a bunch of seniors yelling at their yelling at their amazon echoes like amanda Her. amy <laughs> amelia <And> they're trying <laughs> to get the amazon echo to respond to them and it's pretty funny
3: yeah oh, they old. can't remember the name yeah. or you know she'll she'll say like what he ask what the weather is and i says it's cold and it's like no, and they'll, they'll argue with it. No, yeah. it's not, you know, and you don't know what you're talking about. And, you yeah. know, just kind of senior moments, if you will. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh,
2: it's going to be us one day. Don't worry. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Who knows they'll what, what it, we're going to yeah, be you fighting could switch with. It. I'm sure you can be able to switch it at some point to go to silver, you know, at, mm-hmm. at one air time when you need it.
2: Okay, let's see. What else can we talk about? Hey, did you see this article uh, on Cool Blind Tech about this plastic overlay that, that uh,
1: goes over iPads? I did, okay. and I'm not quite sure. Like, I is did. it just I a did. piece of plastic so that you can track your finger, or does it actually interact with the display somehow?
2: No, I think what it does is it's a it's a plastic overlay. I guess, I guess it
1: the, just to help keep your finger in line as you're going
2: across text or something. That's part of it, but as your finger travels across the line, it will read out right. the word. So, yeah, I I think so. I think, so I think, I'm I'm assuming that the raised part of it is just, is just a a line marker.
1: So it's not like smart plastic. No. No, it's 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 just plastic.
0: It's just an overlay. Okay. It's got a bunch of ridges on it and it just gives you a line to follow as you're uh, tracking across. Okay. And then you can use an app to, to read the text to you. I'm not entirely sure why somebody would want to do this.
3: Um, exactly steve i'm like what's the point of this when you can go you know swipe two fingers draw down you know it can read read to you i didn't i read i watched the video and listened and it was just it was so slow and i'm like i would go insane
0: yeah it looks like a really tedious way of of reading on a tablet i i don't i don't get it
3: i don't either you know maybe it
2: might be good in in a scholastic setting when you really want to go slow perhaps I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I, I thought, okay, well, this yeah. is a interesting, probably very low tech solution, but there are plenty of other solutions that would be far more powerful or efficient. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't get there's, it.
3: There's got to be some things that we're just not picking up that it must do that makes it valuable um and you're right the gal in the video was getting her phd and Mm -hmm. it almost looked like she was reading braille um i could see yeah right her fingers kind of just moving across and it was going very very slow and like i said maybe there's another um uh part of it that we're just not catching but like i thought yeah it just was it was a little strange and you could you could turn the rate of speech down you know percentage wise so
1: i well was a specific app or something that it works with
2: well i think it absolutely i think i think there is a specific app mention that Uh, maybe because it it seems to me in in the in the body of the article what they really push is the idea that you can control the rate of speed based on how fast you're moving your finger so maybe that's the big selling point is that like when you're just you're just swiping and having a a page read to you you don't really have much control
1: unless you go into your rotor and you change your speech settings and stuff but even (laughs) then you can't stop it say you're you
2: want to you know, stop mid sentence for whatever reason, um, whether you're, you know, transcribing that into, into another device or something. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is, is that you can literally just kind of control, you have More exact control. control over the speech.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't have the the research behind it, but there may be a fundamental difference in, um, you know, using this for reading for comprehension versus reading for, you know, recreational purposes. Um, so, you know, this, mm-hmm. this may help, you know, cement concepts as you're, as you're reading because you're self-directed, because you've got that tactile bit. Cause we already know from research done with people with, uh, other print related disabilities like dyslexia, that adding a tactile element to it can help reinforce, um, learning concepts. So, mm, you know, that's a good point. I, that's a really good point. Yeah. So this, this, th- that could be what's behind this, but, um, um, yeah, hmm. I, that could be it. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, the sense of touch and the listening and the and the overall more control on it could just add up to a the perfect mix for some folks.
0: Yeah, and it would probably be a pretty easy way of going back and rereading as well. You know, you just go back to the beginning of the line, start again. Right. You know, if you're if you're trying to you know nail something down, or if you're dealing with complex
1: terminology, that sort of thing. When you're not having to swipe, tap, double tap. Triple finger, double tap. <laughs> <laughs> look at
2: look at us, right? We we started we started the conversation like this app is crap, and now we ended it like, yeah, no, actually, this could be really useful. So we just.
0: Well, well, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad we arrived. These here. folks don't even
2: need a marketing department. We'll just do we'll do all the work for them.
3: Excuse, isn't this what it's about? Is for us to banter about it, and we all kind of come up to like, right. oh, okay, yeah, we get it now. All right, fine. That's
0: right. There you know. we go. For once bantering actually t- got turned somewhere turn positive. <laughs> usually usually it just sort of degrades over time.
2: Usually it's an attitudinal Mm-mm. barrier. <laughs> Some of those
3: attitudinal Mm-mm. things. Mm-mm-mm.
0: Okay,
1: last story. You guys ready? No. This no. is the weird one. Oh yeah. 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 yeah this is a good one. Creepy. This is good. I'm gonna take my Amazon out of my bedroom.
2: Okay, so apparently okay, so <laughs> let's let's recap what the last
1: weird Alexa story was. The last weird Alexa story. Well,
2: was it right? Like, there there were some reports where people's Alexas, or they're, sorry, they're, they're I, I always get their, 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 Amazon their Echoes. Their, their Echoes. Yeah. Their Echoes were going off spontaneously and doing this weird cackling laugh
1: yeah. for no apparent reason. Well, on the last one was they were listening to conversations and sent that to one of their contacts. Oh yeah. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that's another good one. Okay. Yeah. So apparently now the latest Alexa story <laughs> is, comes from, where's this guy from? I think he was from California, actually. No, yeah, he was, he was from San Francisco. Guy by the name of Sean Kinnear. His echo apparently went off just randomly and said the following. Every time I close my eyes, all I see is people dying. And then, and then that was and it. Silence. And yes. then silence. And then uh, silence. And, apparently he tried to go in and, and tried to, he was like, Hey, what did you say? And it was like, nothing.
1: I don't understand. <laughs> and,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Not uh, understand, so yeah. again,
2: doesn't, no seems to be a rhyme or reason. He just says he didn't set it off. It just, it just happened. Um, yeah. No, ex-
3: no explanation from Amazon on this one?
0: Not yet. Not Nothing yet. I'm, I'm just a little disturbed that it didn't use proper grammar, because that should have been, all I see <laughs> are people dying. True. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you're going to be creepy, Echo. Yeah,
0: come on. At least yeah, you get the grammar on. right.
2: Jeez.
3: Step it up.
2: Well, you know, and so, so this is number three. Well, it, I don't know. I, are, shouldn't we expect glitches in this stuff? I mean, you, you know, this... There, Ten years ago, the idea of a digital assistant, our minds would have been blown. We'd have been like, oh, my God, that's crazy. So, you know, it's it's advanced technology. Should we really be surprised that, you know, there's the odd glitch?
0: For a long time, I've believed in spirits in, uh, in electrical equipment. Ghost in the machine kind <laughs> of thing. Yes, I, I believe in the ghost in the machine. And this goes back to my days fixing photocopiers. This is like 30 years ago. But uh, I was working on this photocopier, and I swear to God, this photocopier was possessed. It, just, <laughs> it would wait until I'd left before it would break down. It, it would work while I was there, and then as soon as I left, it would go. And there was this girl who had a desk right beside this photocopier, and we, we started joking about how the, the, the thing was possessed. So I said, well, I guess I'd better do a depossession on it then, and I went and I drew a little cross on the inside on one of the labels on the inside <laughs> of the things and I, I made the sign of the cross in front of it and babbled something in, in uh, Latin I don't even remember what I said but uh, I closed it up and the machine started working and then about 10 seconds later this girl two desks away goes hey, my calculator stopped working. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: I swear to God, the demon jumped from the photocopier yeah. into the calculator. So I think yeah. I think what we're really seeing going on is uh, demonic possession of uh, Amazon Echoes.
3: Mm-mm. Yep. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Well, do you think that somehow, I, I mean, again, I am not super, you know, high tech and all that, but could it possibly be that somehow someone gets in there, you know, puts a little code or something in there and, you know, has this kind of stuff happen? I mean, I don't know. Well, I that just...
1: was another story we talked about a few weeks back is, you know, there are, are things the Amazon Echo can hear that we can't hear. So hackers could send, you know, signals. Yeah,
2: there was there was a story about about sort of a vulnerability in, in some of these devices where they can be activated using, I guess, ultrasonic. Ultra frequencies,
1: yeah um that you know we couldn't hear but and again i'll be watching tv and there'll be something happen on the tv and my amazon echoes right below the, the soundbar on the tv and it'll trigger it and
2: i've, I've had that yeah. happen i've had i've had my home go off for no particular reason mm-hmm. um you know you just the lights start going on it's and i'm hearing light... something um so you know glitches happen um Although I don't know, this this one's pretty weird.
0: This is uh, I don't know guys. What's what's more likely? The that the things are being activated by, you know, sounds that you can't hear or demonic possession. I'm pretty sure, you know, demonic possession is the simpler answer.
1: I feel like Well, let's let's make it even <laughs> it's right. go even crazier.
0: Okay. Okay, sure. Wait,
2: why you're not? It's that, the end of the are podcast. You, are you so calling let's go, me crazy? No let's go crazy I'm
1: going crazier. All right, crazier. They say they're not listening unless you're using the keyword. But other articles say they're always listening. Mm-hmm. Well, they're always listening for the keyword. But is that all they're listening for? I don't think so.
2: Well, Not if
1: you... they're being triggered by TVs and stuff. Well, they're probably watching out for angels.
0: They'd have to skedaddle
1: pretty quick if one of
0: those things shows
1: up. <laughs> well, you know how
3: Quick, get out, people... go to the
0: stereo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go to the Google Home.
3: Well, <laughs> you know how they, um, you know, so many folks uh, won't get these types of devices because it's big brother mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, um, in fact, my. Um, my dad's wife, she doesn't even, you know, no Facebook, no this, no that, because big brothers watching you, you know, through that, which is, you know, okay, fine. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, that's true. It's like, are you having private conversations and is it being recorded somewhere? Is it, you know, like that one couple, which they, you know, Amazon did come up with a big long explanation for what possibly happened, but, yeah. you know, is, is, is any of that being recorded and sent up to the, you know, the big clouds in the sky and and um, kept somewhere? I'd or, say it no? obviously I mean, is. I don't think of all that stuff, but, you know, um, you know, a lot of people won't want these things in their house. Um, and then they hear these stories and they really don't want these things in their house. Yeah. True.
2: I mean, at, at some point, you know, people, you know, juggle Certainly privacy concerns. And, you know, I'm not going to say that there are no privacy concerns with this. I mean, I think that, you know, historically they've been pretty transparent on what's recorded, what's uploaded to the cloud. I mean, that's getting even better because privacy concerns are becoming a little bit more prevalent. Yeah. Um, you know, people are, are beginning to make, you know, get they're, they're beginning to get some pushback with with privacy concerns from people. So they seem to be being more transparent about it so but but you mean you have to juggle those privacy concerns with convenience and that's what a lot of people come down on the side of you know what I'd rather have my life be convenient than the fact that you know this thing's recording everything I have for dinner.
1: Well, it's not even so much a convenience factor because we've talked about you know how these things enable people with disabilities as well to do things they couldn't normally do on That's their right. own. That's right.
2: That's right. Right. Sure. So
1: there's a whole other avenue there that we we've, mm-hmm, we've mentioned mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And
2: I mean, yeah. it's going to get it's going to get even worse. And I mean, this spins us off into a little bit of a, a tangent, but I'll just bring it up anyways. Um, but I mean, it's going to get worse in terms of AI and and marketing because part of the excitement about AI as well and machine learning is that um, marketing is going to be able to get v- a lot better um, because it's I mean, going to look at st- stuff like shopping habits. It's going
1: to... I'll only start getting ads I'm interested in? That's Yay.
2: right. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, the idea of spam you know, in five years might, might be completely outdated because yeah. these algorithms, this machine learning is going to know you so well that it's only going to deliver you stuff that it knows that you're interested in. And I'm fine with Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm you know, you know
0: who I want to hear comment on this M night Shyamalan (laughs) (laughs) because this effectively this thing just went, I see dead people. That's true. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well maybe, you know, like, well a lot of times, you know, I have ordered through Amazon, you know, or make an order of something. I'll say, you know, uh, Amazon, you know, order this or however it goes. And, all of a sudden they're asking me if I want these 16 other things. I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, no, I don't want, no, I don't need that stuff. But, you know, pretty soon they'll just probably send you the stuff and just go, oh, here's a label to send back what you don't want, you know, (laughs) because we've ordered it before and we think you're out of it. So you might, uh, you know, we want it.
2: That's, it's very true. I mean, this could take a a lot of different forms in terms of, uh, of analyzing stuff like shopping habits or preferences or, um, you know any number of, of different
1: variables, so you know yeah. it, it's uh, well, like you mentioned earlier, it's kind of already doing that. Spotify, you know, kind of just, uh, yep. Netflix, sure. Netflix, and we love know, it. Oh my God, stuff and such things you might be interested in. Netflix
2: is another perfect example of
1: yeah. AI at work, right?
2: Yeah, it's that's mm-hmm. how it serves up what it thinks you're going to be interested in, yeah. right? So, um, you know, we're yeah. ar- it's already there, and we're already using it, and probably depending on it quite a bit. Because uh, who who goes into the Netflix library and looks manually? I do. Do you? Sometimes. All the time. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, well, you're a dinosaur. That's true. <laughs> I just go, Wh- whatever it thinks I'm, I'm going to like. Uh. That
0: certainly explains these tiny little arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: why you're chewing on all that raw meat. <laughs> Um, yeah,
3: well, I, I do love, even when I'm online with say Amazon or whatever, it says other people bought this, you may like it too, or we might suggest these things, you know, I'm a sucker. I'll start looking at that sure. stuff. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like, yeah, I works. do kind of like that. <laughs> So, you know, the, you know, overall they're, you know, it, they're going to get you any way they can, you know, whether it's by, you know, Amazon Echo telling you what you like, or be it, you know, um. Yeah, Spotify, I, I get high, I Radio doing that same thing to me. Oh, we think you'll like this. And, um, you know, all of that. And people were, I'm, I said, it, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yep. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. So, you know, it works. It works. And I think, um, you know, consumers are going to get that a lot more and businesses are going to hook into it. And it's just going to be a big cluster at some point, but yeah. you know it—it's—it it, is—it's fabulous marketing. It really, really is.
2: Right, and especially if they can leverage that type of technology into accessibility uh, as well. Yes. Yeah, we, we could be yes. looking at at a real revolution of uh, some really useful apps. So, oh
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, I love me and Amaz- you know, Amazon Prime. I love ordering, you know, ordering, you know here in um san diego as here where i am you know we have where i can order on um is it um amazon now yeah prime now no, prime now no, no, no. and you know when i can in the morning just do starving. a whole list of things that are delivered <laughs> between two and four in the afternoon and it, it's awesome. i mean yes would i still like to be able to drive out and go to the store and do like i all used to do yes but it's sure nice to know that I can go on and get some things from, you know, either the Amazon warehouse that they have here, Whole Foods, whatnot, and have it delivered to my door. Oh yeah, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. So yep. again, accessibility, be it apps, or if I tell the Amazon Echo, I need these these things delivered, you know, ordered from Amazon and it's just done. And which is even easier because all voice, but um, yeah, I mean anything. It's just Anything. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of even skills that are on a Google Home or an Amazon Echo that can make somebody with the disabilities life just easier. That's right. Just easier. And, um, you know, making things more accessible, manageable, and less frustrating. I mean, that's what it's, that's what I'm all about.
1: (laughs) So if Maria's using the app for Zoom to join this conference, If we all speak loud enough, we could probably do some online ordering. uh, From (laughs) Alexa, (laughs) I need a new mixer, please.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to go over to my Echo right now. (laughs) See if we can get. (laughs) I've got like seven boxes show up in two days. (laughs) I can see it now. I have enough. Literally, the the Amazon delivery guy, (laughs) he already knows us way too well. It's embarrassing sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, ours is the same.
2: Wait, where, uh, is, where is your echo? Uh,
1: it's one in the living room and one, one in the bedroom. Oh, you don't have one down here? No, just right, the Google so I Home. I wanted to down ask here. it if it saw dead people. Just the Google Home. Ask the Google Home.
2: Hey, Google. Do you see dead people? My
3: apologies. I don't understand.
2: It's because you're not a creep like Alexa.
0: It's <laughs> 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 not
2: possessed.
3: Oh, my gosh. I, um, you know what, uh, speaking of Google, just, and I'm not going to, you know, make this whole nother topic, but my son just introduced me to Google assist the mm-hmm. app. Yep. That's that is, I have to say that Google assist app is pretty darn smart. It, it is. Um, and not, I, I like it a lot.
1: Google Lens is, is very powerful too. I don't know if you played around with that, but I, I haven't, I think you no. can get Google assistant on your iOS device now.
2: Yes. I yes. think you can. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. I okay. have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is, um, and you know, Google Lens as well. I mean, you can take a, a picture of a flower, and it can it will identify the flower. Wow, will be able to wow. sort of recognize the different components. You know, cross reference that with a library. I'm assuming of of other pictures, and yeah, yeah, you know, it can be yeah. like, hey, this yeah. is a rose.
3: Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, something. I um, you know, again, it's a kind of the crossover. It's bringing you know a Google Assist into on a, on a iOS. Um, and I could forget, you know, Siri can't order, you know, order to me. She can't tell Mm. me half the stuff I want to know sometimes. So I go into Google assist and boom, every time with details and a phone number and an address, you know, every time.
2: Google is, has really hit it out of the park in terms of the, of the uh, digital assistant. I have to, I have to say, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I, I know that right now the, the market share I think is still, goes to the amazon Mm -hmm. by by a margin Mm -hmm. but uh, i don't know i Uh, think i think
1: google home devices yeah yeah
2: uh, but i think the google assistant i think is is above and beyond uh, the best yeah out of the three of them so uh the other two have, have a lot to catch up on but
3: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've shared the, the, at least the app form of, you know, Google Assist with a lot of friends who, you know, again, it's the voice activated assistance, if you will. And, um, you know, they're all like, huh? What? And I go, you got to download this. It's awesome. It's way better than that Siri chick. So anyway, um, it's, I'm sure you've already talked about that at some point. Well, absolutely. And you know
2: what, it kind of amazes me too, that, that, you know, over the past three years, I would say that, that, you know, the, especially a mini, the fact that a mini is what, 40 bucks?
1: 50 no, in Canada, it's the 79, I think.
2: So in the States, it's, yeah, it's like 50 40, bucks. 40, 50 bucks. Um, somebody who, is, who has a visual impairment, I mean, there should be no home that does not have a, a Google, at least a Google mini in it because yeah. you're absolutely right. It, it does add so much value and make things a lot more convenient for a fairly low price. So, you know, it's yeah. one of these things that it's a mainstream device, but I, I think that had, you know, has had um, incredible AT potential. So, yeah.
3: yeah, and it doesn't have to turn on all your lights and your thermostat and no, all those no, really fancy no. things. It, I mean, it could be simple as wanting to know what time it is. I mean, seriously.
1: Yeah, looking ti- at recipes, setting a timer.
3: Setting a timer recipes, playing. I love, I have music on in my house all day yep. mm-hmm. and I, you know, just being able to pick pretty much whatever I want all day and i listen to news radio in the morning kind of get caught up you know so yeah i totally agree with you um you, you listen know, to at banter it, yeah, you listen, <laughs> yeah, right. to, you listen to podcasts you know kind of a thing um yeah and i it's again, you, like you said, it's just the smallest device that, you know, the smallest one there is just to even do the minimal stuff. Cause you can always, you know, go big from there. But, um, I didn't want one in my, I didn't want, I, my family bought me an echo a couple of years ago for my birthday. I'm like, Oh, it's cause you guys want it. I don't want this thing <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted it. And I was like, whatever. And I, I did, I kind of hesitated using it. I didn't I didn't talk to it and do anything. I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want this, but it was part of me probably coming through the, you know, um, acceptance phases of, you know, these are things that are going to be helpful to you now, just, just use them. And the boy, the minute you really start getting into using it, you're like, Oh yeah, (laughs) this is awesome. And um, it it is, it's, I'm thrilled. I have one in my office, in the bedroom, in the kitchen. And then of course my son has his. you know, Hey, Google in the bedroom or whatever he's doing in there. And so, you know, it's, it's pretty much about house. but he's connected all of our echoes too. So I guess I can play music everywhere. Right right. Now we can talk to each other in each room. Like you have, you know, it's like an intercom system now. So yeah, it's yeah. um, There's a lot to it. I don't pay that much attention, but I just want music. Tell me what time it is. And I'm
2: happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one just one other s- small addition too, I think the other real big game-changing app that's still due to come out, It's it's been in beta for a while now, mm. but it's the Google Voice Access app that Ooh. will allow um, you to completely control a, a smartphone through just your voice. Uh, and that's going to have some huge implications for... Um, people with limited mobility, you know, physical access. Um, oh, right. yeah. Quadriplegics. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yes. I think that's going to be a big game changer people as well. with ALS. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, oh, wow. So cool. hopefully, I'm hoping that we're going to see that this year. Uh, they, they briefly touched on it uh, when they, during um, IO. But uh, yeah. Hopefully that'll be the next big, big app Mm. that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, well, let's wrap this up, you guys. We're we're babbling today. We are. <laughs> I can see Steve checking his watch. He's missing his uh,
1: Sudoku. So do, su, I can never say that word. Sudoku. Sudoku.
2: No, it's Sudoku, isn't it? Sudoku. Is it
0: Sudoku or Sudoku. Sudoku.
2: <laughs>
1: you
0: know, we, have to, we have
2: to. It's have math.
1: It. It's math. Exactly.
2: <laughs> it's like new math.
0: It's counting up oh, to yes. nine. That's <laughs> math.
2: <laughs> Forget it. I don't do math recreationally. No thank no. you.
3: Sudoku is torture.
2: Yeah. I hear you. I don't even uh, like word searches. I never liked any of those things, like crossword puzzles. I never got people who did crossword puzzles. They just pissed me off. I'd get like three done, and then be like, "Well, I don't know. I yeah. you know what a five-letter word for redundancy is."
3: Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. That starts yeah. with
2: an F. I don't know.
3: Don't say it. They won't share
2: it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get out of here, boys uh, and girl. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just used to. I'm sorry. I'm used to. I'm used to the sausage fest. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. They called us the Sausage Fest. (laughs)
2: Um, Oh, my gosh. Hey,
1: Ryan. Yes, sir.
2: Uh, Where can people find us?
1: They can find us online at atbanter.com.
2: They can also drop us a line if they so desire, atbanterpodcast at gmail.com.
1: That is true. Did
0: you know they also can find us on Twitter and Facebook? Yes, I did. Did you know that they could also find us on Instagram? I did. Did you know that they can't find us on Pinterest?
2: Yes, I did know that as well because we don't understand Pinterest. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so someone drop us a line and explain Pinterest to us, please.
1: <laughs> and you can find us on all the media platforms and your smart assistants.
0: Woo-hoo. And uh, please go rate us. Go rate us. But only if you're going to rate us high. If you thought this one sucked, just... Just go away. <laughs> just <don't. laughs> Only five-star reviews, please. Is That's that legal? Right. Can we do that? Can I, we just I, I, can I we assume just so. It? I assume so. Maria, where, yes. can, where can people find you?
3: They can find me at uh, girlgonblind.com for all of my blogs and all kinds of other good stuff on there. They can find me on Facebook and Twitter as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook is Girl Gone Blind. Twitter is at girl underscore gone underscore blind. I'm also on Instagram, and I am not on Pinterest either. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at <a> girl. Not. <laughs> so uh, yeah, isn't Pinterest mostly you know pictures and stuff? So I just I don't I I think just so. are not
2: sure. I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> I mean, boards so. and I don't know. I, you stuff.
3: know what? I, I used to be on Pinterest. You know, when I before I lost vision, and um, I didn't make any of the recipes or anything anyway. So what's the point? You know exactly. Um, I was one of those ones that would attempt and it would look like Shit. So, anyway, I don't like
2: Oh, <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Maria. Now we can't share. Oh, yeah. I thought <laughs> no, no you said you are going to work clean. Dollar
3: sign H asterisk t. See, it's not the same. It's just not the same. So, anyway, but yes, um, and I love people contacting me on social media. And um, thank you so much, you guys, for having me on. I was thrilled when uh, I was asked. And you know, I'm welcome to be the girl anytime. Okay,
2: we'll take, already. We'll, we'll, t- we'll take you up on that. This, you this, betcha. It's been an a- absolute. Delight!
3: Great. Well, uh, hopefully, I added a little bit of flavor and fabulous and funny um, to spice. the banter. Um, like i said, I'm not the the biggest on tech or anything like that. But you know, I think it, this was good. This no, was fun. It was great.
2: Now wait. So sorry. Now you're going to be in where? Where are you going to be in when? Maybe, maybe
3: I am going to Nashville, Tennessee. Never been. Uh, tomorrow, we have our uh, starting on Thursday. We have our L H O N, which is. Um, the eye condition I have, Labor's Hereditary Optic Neuropathy Symposium, and it is also in conjunction with the United Mitochondrial Disease Foundation Medical Symposium that happens at the same time, and uh, LH1 is a mitochondrial disease, hence why we're kind of uh, linked up with them as well. So that's all happening Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and yeah, it's going to be busy, and then uh, when I come back, I, can, I think I can breathe for a while. No conferences scheduled after that.
2: Perfect. Well, you know we're, we're posting this on Friday, so uh, anybody in that area Ooh. Saturday they can, they can come see you.
3: That's right. That's right. Well, I'll be I'll put it all out there on social media as well, and I'll have all my closest friends and mitochondrial family there, and I'll say, hey, listen to this. It's good stuff. It's so good yeah, stuff.
2: and so yeah, we'd encourage anybody who hasn't gone to your blog, go to your blog. There's some great stuff there. Follow you on Twitter yeah. and uh,
0: stalk you on Facebook
3: it's stock stock away stock (laughs) away (laughs)
0: and rate us five stars rate us five stars
3: yeah yeah and five stars five stars for these guys Five stars, definitely well thanks again you guys and please you know anytime just shoot me an email um and i'd love to be on any other time and uh banter banter banter
2: all right sounds good thanks so much maria and uh thanks for everybody else for listening in um we will see everybody next week
0: For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778 847 6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by Bensound.com. Whoa, look at that master of the one take.